Hi, we're Ellen Taylor, and we're here to join you on your journey from pregnancy to birth, postpartum, and beyond. Here on the podcast, you'll get interviews with birth and parenting professionals, birth stories, and educational episodes to get you feeling confident, supported, and empowered on your journey to and through parenting. Welcome to Birth Reimagined. Hi, I'm Elle Kennedy, a birth photographer and doula based in Orange County, California, and I use she, her pronouns. Hi, I am Dr. Taylor Garcia, a doctor of chiropractic, also based in Orange County, and I also use she, her pronouns. So today we are actually going to be talking to Noam Shanker, and Noam is Caitlin Francis's husband. Caitlin Francis we had on um, a few episodes back to talk about speech-language pathology, and she mentioned in the episode that she was pregnant. Well, since then, since we interviewed her, um, they had their babies. So Yay. today we're going to be talking to her husband, Gnome, to share their birth story. So Gnome, welcome to Birth Reimagined. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, well, I am uh, an operations manager for an e-commerce company, which is uh, kind of just a weird way of saying I just work for a small business here uh, in Southern California. Um, luckily enough, I get to work from home um, thanks to, I mean, it's originally thanks to the pandemic and now kind of permanently, which is really great for helping to, uh, you know, raise a newborn. <laughs> um uh, yeah, so I didn't really have any uh, experience with newborns before uh, my baby was born about eight weeks ago. Um, so I guess I can give you some perspective into someone from that uh, situation. Trial by fire. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, Noam, this is your first child that you that, of your own, right? That's right, yeah. First kid. All right. So... I guess, what do you want to talk about today? Do you want to talk about the birth itself? Do you want to talk about just having to raise a newborn and the new things you've had to learn and experience? What do you want to do? Uh, good question. I mean, I, I know you guys sent me a few notes beforehand. Um, one thing that I kind of am, am, am eager to talk about anytime anyone asks me is, um, you know, sort of, they ask me how things are going. And I always like to tell people like, uh, one thing that Caitlin and I did that, you know, was her recommendation that I'm really thankful for was we did do sort of an online class on, you know, newborn childcare. Um, and, and we did a couple, we did that one and then another one on sort of sleep training that hasn't been applied too much yet, but I'm just, you know, really glad that we did that, that class on, you know, how to take care of a baby because, you know, I had no idea going in and I mean, Caitlin had a better idea than I did, but I know she even learned a lot also. And it's just, knowing what we're doing going, you know, from the beginning before, you know, before he was even born, I think was just made so much of a difference, you know, compared to some of the other new parents that I've talked to um, in terms of like, just how, how to help me feel comfortable. And I'm a guy who, you know, I do sort of like to prepare as well, but I just think it, it makes a world of difference. And, you know, I highly recommend any new parents, even if you think you, you know, know how to take care of a baby, like really makes a difference to take a class or at least, you know, read a book or something like that. Was the class through the hospital or just through like a birthing center? Uh, it was actually just um, someone who, you know, they have an Instagram. Um, this one was, uh, oh shoot, I'm looking on the name. Um, it'll come to me in a minute, but um, yeah, they just offer an online class. Um, I know she has a couple different courses. Um, and so we did actually, uh, we did the one on take care of a baby and also on like breastfeeding. Um, 
And then we did do one through the hospital as well. That one was just one day and that one was more just like preparing for the whole sort of birthing experience. And so just, you know, those sort of two days that you're at the hospital, um, that one was also very helpful. Um, I definitely recommend doing that, but I mean, really just the sort of taking care of babies and walks through, um, you know, different, you know, the sort of a rough kind of daily schedule you might be able to expect, you know, you, you will have to, you know, feed your baby every three hours. And like, they tell you that in the hospital, but like knowing that going in, I think made a big difference and, you know, sort of helped me prepare for exactly how much sleep we would be losing (laughs) in in the first two months. So you were able to be in the hospital with Caitlin? Uh, yeah, just for just for the labor and delivery, though. I wasn't able to go to any of the uh, OBGYN appointments beforehand. Okay. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Other than the uh, the twenty week ultrasound, that's the one the one visit that they let me go in. Okay. Yeah, I know we we talk a lot on the podcast about like you know birth classes and preparing for birth and labor itself, but I I actually think it's just as important to take childcare classes and newborn care classes. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, especially, especially if you don't have a history of babysitting or taking care of young children and newborns are a whole other like thing. Like if you've babysat and you've only babysat ages, you know, three and up or five and up, it's a whole different world with a newborn. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, those classes, those classes cover everything from how to change a baby's diaper to how to swaddle them so that, you know, they'll, chances are they'll sleep a little easier, fall asleep faster to different ways you can hold the baby, how to feed the baby, you know, different positions you can use if you're breastfeeding or chest feeding, if you're bottle feeding, you know, I mean, they, they cover so many things, how to properly install a car seat and how to, you know, (laughs) properly fit the baby into the car seat so that the straps aren't too loose and I mean it it's so much information yeah you're absolutely right all in one place yeah for for me it really just helped me like sort of get my mind in that frame of reference too and obviously the information is so helpful but it's one of those things where it's like obviously I can't remember everything but now I know I can just go back and, you know, the class we did happen to have sort of a convenient handout we can go back and check on, but just gives me an idea of like things, you know, that even when I don't have to go and, and, you know, look back things that, you know, maybe if I hadn't taken the class, I would have been like very concerned, you know, like when he, um, like our, our baby happens to kind of grunt a lot and it's not, you know, you kind of think of newborns, you know, sort of cooing and that kind of thing, but he, he makes these sort of like grunty noises. We kind of joke like, Oh, the beautiful sounds of a newborn. And it's like, <laughs> if I, if I didn't, you know, prepare myself, I might've been like, Oh, is that normal? And, you know, freak myself out, out over that. But, um, but yeah, now I know that kind of thing is normal and, you know, and yeah, how often he poops is, is normal and, <laughs> and all, all those things like that. Yep, for every intake, there will be an outtake. Exactly, <laughs> right. <laughs> so we've talked a lot with, you know, birthing persons about, like, connecting with the baby. Have you, like, been able to do that kind of stuff when it comes to either just holding or if you guys are doing any sort of, like, pumping and bottle feeding? Like, you know, how have you, how has how being a new dad for you? <laughs> yeah, good question. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that I've definitely been able to connect with my baby. Um, I think that is one thing that does really help that I'm working from home. Um, we have started sort of just, you know, preparation for when we are going to be sending him to daycare or at least, um, Caitlin is getting ready to go back to work in a little over a week. So 
that time, luckily I'll have some help, but I mean, we'll still obviously need to be pumping and, and bottle feeding. So uh, yeah, we have already done some practice. I give him, you know, roughly a bottle a day for the last few weeks. Um, so, I mean, I definitely feel like we bond there, but even outside of that, you know, just when I'm holding him and, you know, uh, you know, I get to play with him a little bit and, you know, obviously he's still just at two months. He's, um, you know, he, he's alert, but not quite, you know, like not quite giggling and not quite, you know, doesn't have great control of his limbs and that kind of thing. But, you know, even still I can, you know, make faces and funny sounds at him and, and I can see his reactions and, you know, see him smile and that kind of thing. And so, yeah, I definitely think it's, we've been able to bond and I mean, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a crazy feeling, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. We, we brought a person into the world and and but now we're still you know we, we made a baby and now we're making a person that's a great way to think about it just as parents like you know you made a baby but now you got to develop them into the best person that you know you can do with your influence and then once they get to the point of making their own decisions it's it's just it's just yeah, crazy that's, to think that's, about that, it. That's really scary for me right now to think about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think about, you know, right now he's still kind of just, you know, lays there and, you know, you can hold him and stuff like that. And soon enough he'll be crawling and soon enough he'll be driving and, and driving away. Yeah, you're going to be amazed at how quickly that personality really starts to shine through. I mean, all all kids, like, right when they're born, you can't tell much about their personality and who they're going to be yet. But by the time they start crawling and walking and when they start talking, like their personality really starts to, I don't know. I I don't want to say develop because I feel like people are just kind of born with their personality, but it really starts to show itself. Mm -hmm. They're able to start expressing it more. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. As As the brain develops, the personality is allowed to, you know, they find out ways to express it. Like, they start learning, you know, I cry this way when I want food. I cry this way without, you know, being conscious of it, obviously, but it's like their cries change when they want food or to be changed or, you know, as they, as they learn object permanence, that changes too. So, right. yeah, personality is fun. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I mean, I know I've peekaboo doesn't quite work with them yet, but uh, I think that that's coming soon. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to that fun game. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what is your favorite thing that you got off your registry? Oh, good question. Let me think about that. Favorite thing. I'm trying to think of what we would use the most. Or what, what thing has been more useful than you thought it would be? Oh, you know what? Now, when I really put my mind to it, it's an easy answer. It's the, uh, port- <laughs> the portable sound machine. We, uh, uh, yeah, yes. we, we didn't believe it at first, you know, obviously everyone talks about it in the classes and that kind of thing and, and you know, the sleeping class and yeah, we, we didn't really use it that much at first. I mean, from, from day one, we were using the, the hatch, which is not portable, but it's a nice sound machine from the bedroom. Um, and you know, we were kind of using, it was kind of a constant for us. We didn't really notice what effect it was having, but just, a, I think two or three weeks ago, we started using the portable one more, a lot more often for naps and that kind of thing. And uh, yeah, it really, <laughs> really makes a huge difference to help them fall asleep and, and stay asleep for sure. It's, it's we can tell. It makes, yes. got to make sure I keep that thing charged at all times. <laughs> yeah, I think that was a big thing. Um, somebody had told us like, oh, use a sound machine. And I was like, no, it's fine. Like, it's not a big deal. And then somebody was like, no, seriously, if your baby will only sleep when it is perfectly quiet, like 
how are you going to control that environment at all times? Mm -hmm. But if they're used to sleeping with sound, with a sound machine on, then they will be able to fall asleep wherever, whenever. They will have no trouble with this. And I was like, that's a really good point. I'm going to go get a sound machine today. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I love that thing now. And I mean, now I'm I'm a little worried that he's going to become dependent on it. You know what I mean? But... um... You know, we, we looked into that. Someone so you know, one of the classes, again, they, they touched on that and they said, like, yeah, if you're worried your baby's going to be, become dependent when you want to wean them off, then all you have to do is just, you know, make it a little bit quieter every night, you know, and eventually yeah. they'll be used to not needing it and just get used to the natural sounds of their room. So what's funny is after two kids, like both of my kids slept in the same room with us for several years. Um, so now I am dependent on the sound machine. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't use it anymore. They're five and seven, but I still sleep with that sound machine. Yeah. Yeah. I get, I get the feeling it's going to stay with us as well. Yeah. Cause I mean, we're so used to it. I mean, we just now changed it. I think from, we had the same, same sound since like week two and, and now we're just like, Oh yeah, no, there's some other ones. So we're, we're trying, trying that out now. So I don't know, I guess to keep things fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was going to ask, like, is it white noise or nature noise or kind of anything? Or how? Do, what is the sound machine? The portable one is white noise. That one does have three options. It's, it's I don't remember exactly, but it's like soft white noise, deep white noise, and then like, a, yeah, like an ocean wave sound. But I think it's the deep white noise that we use on that one that seems to work the best. Um, the other one, the hatch, has a lot of different options. Um, I kind of like Caitlin play with it. She has the, you know, the app and all that, so I don't know what they all are. But I know at first... We were doing one that was supposed to sound like a washing machine, which to me, I just thought sounded like a, like a train, like I was on the, on the train, you know, but, uh, <laughs> we just recently switched to like, I guess, I think it's like an ocean sounds, but it's not super, um, I don't know. I, I, if, if she didn't tell me it was ocean sounds, I'm not sure if I would have known. It's really very, very just a, like a constant white noise. <laughs> hmm. I mean, I've, you know, I, we have an Alexa in our room, so I've recently kind of found the ocean wave music kind of thing mm-hmm. and then i think i was i was just chilling in my room one time and it was on ocean waves and then it actually cha- it actually ran out of that song and changed to a new one it was like rainforest <laughs> i'm like this is amazing so like, <laughs> place, I'm going to start, like, rainforest music like you know see that kind of that that thunder lightning when you like the sound of like the the water on the leaves versus yeah. just the sound of ocean waves I, I love the beach but this is like completely different i'm like this is amazing i love this yeah that's great yeah one of my coworkers actually we always used to like sort of take turns playing music in the office and every now and then he, he had found some website where you can sort of like build your own ambiance sounds or you could pick between like you know like people talking in a cafe and then like a train or like a, a fire crackling and then like you could set rain or a thunderstorm or that kind of thing and so he would always love messing with that so that's, that's what it reminds me of ASMR is like the newest thing on YouTube. Sure. I'm like you with can it. have like the Hogwarts, you know, the Hogwarts yes. Gryffindor common room. Common you can room. have, yeah, mm-hmm. like there, you can, people have done for almost any, I found the Marvel or uh, Avengers Tower. Really? And hear, That's like, so you, funny. And you hear rain outside, but then you hear like people talking in the other room, like you hear Iron Man talking or like you hear them like chatting from the movie or whatever, like pulling from audio from the, the movies. <laughs> but it's just like, this is different. That's <laughs> great. I, I have, a big thing. Yeah, I haven't seen those. I'll, I'll have to check it out. That's funny. I love those when I'm, ironically, when I'm making show notes for the podcast and like making all the social media, I'll have like, you know, ambiance <laughs> music in the background. So yeah, I love the, the Hogwarts, the common room sounds. And uh, my other favorite is like, um, 
I came across, I want to say it was like a, a fantasy woodland fantasy or something like that. And so Mm. like you hear like, it almost sounds like sparkles or like, you know, like a little fairy flew by or, um, I also found, I think it was like a fairy cafe and like, so it was like, sounds like, yeah, yeah. Like you have like the little, like, but you might hear like wooden glass, like a wooden teacup. Hmm, sound that's neat. or like you know like different little things like that um but yeah i love them <laughs> that's great and now i want to look up the uh for, from lord of the rings that like they have that it. they go to at the beginning yeah they have it. i'm sure <laughs> people are so creative yes. i love it so have there been any i guess obviously surprises yes but any like really unique things about your baby that you completely didn't expect like you said the grunting but like anything else that you completely did not expect um that you found and becoming a new father with a new baby? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, can't think of anything off the top of my head. Okay. We can come back to that later if you do something pops up. Sure. Yeah, I guess I was just going to say, I mean, one thing that surprised me is just kind of how quickly sort of things change. Because, you know, at mm-hmm. first, the first few times you took him in the car, you know, he was out right away. And then, you know, for a little bit, you know, for a few times after that, he kind of wouldn't fall asleep right away. But usually you know pretty much like halfway to our destination you know five ten minutes in he'd be out and then he'd kind of stay asleep for like you know we're out you know grocery shopping or something he'd be asleep the whole time until we got home but just like this week there's been a huge change where now like he can't stand traffic anymore and so now he we we uh, went to visit my parents just yesterday and you know, driving in through traffic, it was, it was a pretty rough ride for him. And, and I was just like, wait a second. Like, I thought I, I wasn't worried at all about the car ride. And now I think, you know, now I have to worry about when, when we're going to be driving places with him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's a huge kind of learning curve with kids is they will continue to keep you on your toes. And just when you think you've got a handle on something, they'll switch it up on you just for funsies. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> That plus all the, the, you know, clothing changes is like overnight where he out went from, from newborn to zero to three month clothes. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, no, tell us kind of just about when you found out that you're going to be a father and like mm-hmm. just kind of going through like the pregnancy itself with Caitlin, like tell us about that a little bit. Sure. Um, so we were trying, <laughs> it, uh, he, I, I can't say he, when, you know, he wasn't an accident, but, um, we did get pregnant pretty much right away <laughs> as soon as we, as soon as we started trying. And I mean, that's something that Caitlin had been nervous about, um, just cause you know, she, she tends to be nervous about lots of things. And so I was always in the mindset, like, you know, like if it doesn't happen right away, it's fine. You know, if it does great, you know, we, sort of started trying, you know, a month or two, maybe a month or two earlier than kind of was like our ideal, although actually he ended up coming at a good time. But um, I, I just remember, um, you know, Caitlin really wanted to take a, a birth control test, like basically right around when she was due for her next period. And I kept saying like, oh, you know, we should wait a little bit, you know, it's even if it's, you know, uh, a negative, then it's more likely to be a false negative. And, you know, we might you know, might be better just to wait a little after that and not drive ourselves crazy. But but she really wanted to take one. And I just remember, you know, you know, 15 minutes later or whatever, she called me into the bathroom. And she's like, uh, Noam, does that look like a second line to you? 
<laughs> and and yeah, one hundred percent did. <laughs> it was pretty clear. So um, yeah, I don't know. It was just very surreal, you know, that moment, and then just thinking about like. I have no idea what I'm doing. You know, at that time I hadn't taken any classes. I'd never taken any care of a newborn. I had, you know, barely held my, my uh, older brother's newborn kid from, you know, a few months uh, before that, or uh, I guess, sorry, a few months ago was when I had held her. She was, uh, I think four months at that time. Um, and so it was just like, okay, it's like, I have nine months, but also like, I have no idea what's about to happen, you know? Um, and I mean, Caitlin's great at, you know, preparing and research. And so she showed me, you know, a couple apps. And, uh, so we were sort of tracking like the weekly development and like, I remember Caitlin was very excited when, when, you know, it was saying the fetus was the size of a peppercorn. Cause like now we can sort of picture what a peppercorn looks like in our palm. And, you know, we were tracking that all the time and like, it was, you know, he was becoming various, you know, animals or the size of animals is what it kept telling us. And like. You know, or sometimes it'd be like, yeah, this week, you know, Ronan is the size of a pineapple. And like, <laughs> that was kind of funny. Um, and, but just, I don't know, the whole time it's, uh, I don't know I, I, exactly how to explain it, but just a very surreal feeling of like, like, I know this is happening, but it's still hard to believe. Um, but, you know, I better be ready. <laughs> I think is kind of a lot of what I thought about. And, um, I mean, but, you know, Caitlin, and I talked a lot, um, you know, about sort of how we expected things to go, which I also think is really, uh, another good piece of advice I could share, um, you know, plan, talk to your partner. If you think of like something that you're not sure, like how you would handle a situation, like what do you do if you're changing your baby and he pees on you? Are you going to like go run screaming for help? Or are you going to just like be okay with pee on you? Or like, how's that going to go? Or even, you know, we talked about like, with how are we going to deal with teenagers? And I mean, that's a much more complex <laughs> conversation, <laughs> but um, just, I think just talking about all that stuff, you know, whenever those thoughts came up, um, I think really helped me put my mind at ease, just knowing like, you know, we'll be okay, you know, take things one day at a time. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll figure it out, I guess. <laughs> that's great. It's, it's good that you guys kind of troubleshooted some of those things early on. Um, but of course then once, once it actually comes, it's like, uh, all the plans go out the window. Yeah. Right. I mean, I know, um, a big thing is, you know, Caitlin sleeps a lot more than I do. I'm, I don't know, somehow I, I'm fine with six hours of sleep a night, um, for the most part. Um, but usually when I'm asleep, I'm a pretty heavy sleeper. So our schedules were, were a little shifted where she would go to bed around like nine or 10. I mean, it became earlier when she, you know, when she was pregnant, um, and then usually I go to sleep closer to like 11 or midnight. And so we had decided, you know, through the pregnancy that we knew we expected, you know, baby needed to wake up to eat every three hours or so. So our plan was, you know, she would kind of feed him around nine and then I would be watching him from night to midnight so she could sleep. And then, you know, she'd have to wake up to feed him again. And then I would sort of go to sleep then and I'd have, and she would just be sort of in charge of baby for the the 12 to six shift. And then after that, I would wake up at six and I could take him again for a few hours so she could, you know, get a few more hours of sleep. And our schedule right now actually isn't too far off from that, but also I kind of am responsible for the nine to 12 shift, but I'm still in bed for that shift now, instead of, you know, being up on my computer, you know, doing some extra work or playing video games or something. So <laughs> definitely, you know, it, it was nice that we kind of had that plan, but and it's, 
you know, we're, we're still kind of close to it. Obviously the schedule is nowhere near that, that, um, you know, consistent, but you know, it's working out more or less the way we anticipated, but also pretty different for me in terms of now I'm like, I'm, I, I have to be in bed for much longer just to make sure that I can, even though I don't need as much sleep, you know, now that it's so interrupted, I, I need to take the chances I can get. I like that you guys like thought about all of that and talked it all out ahead of time. Like, I feel like a lot <laughs> of people don't think about like the practicalities of it until they're like very bluntly faced with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I guess uh, one other maybe tip I could give a little bit more tongue in cheek is to, uh, uh, pick someone to, to be your parent, your co-parent who, uh, prepares and, and does as much research as Caitlin does. Cause <laughs> that's something where it's like, I like to be prepared, but I'm, you know, I'm all self-admittedly kind of lazy, so I don't do a ton of research into, to those kinds of things, but she really does. And so she was able to sort of point me in the right direction to, you know, help me get prepared and, and just, you know, prepare my mindset for all of that, which I think helped me out a lot as well. We've talked about before on this podcast about kind of the newer generation of parents and specifically fathers and how they're being more involved with their kids. And it's no longer just, you know, the father goes to work, comes home, the mom takes care of the baby all day. And, you know, how, you know, fathers is actually like um, we talked with some before where basically the 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 grandfather essentially he was like I've never changed a diaper even when I had kids <laughs> mm-hmm. and now that was my le- uncle there we go yeah <laughs> and now they're learning that how to change a diaper uncle. with their grandkids but the father's like yeah I change diapers all the time what are you talking about you've never changed a diaper even with me like kind of thing that's funny so it's it's really neat seeing like generational changes and seeing you know fathers being more involved in their kids now and more willing to take the parenting instead of like Instead of just being, oh, you, oh, you watched the kid. Like, no, I took care of my kids. I didn't just watch my kids. I'm not a babysitter. I'm the dad, you know? Right. It's, it's yeah. I mean, I, I know kind of what you mean. I mean, not necessarily from experience, but, you know, from what I've heard, I mean, I can say I, I, I do know um, my dad and I'm pretty sure my father-in-law as well, both, you know, were pretty involved in childcare, but I mean, there definitely was still more of a shift. You know, my dad was more of the nine to five worker, whereas my mom, I mean, my mom always had jobs, but um, she definitely was more, you know, sort of the leader of the, the child care responsibilities. But I mean, my dad definitely was was very involved with us as well. And, you know, he was he was the little league coach and, and all that kind of thing. And, you know, would take us out on the weekends to do errands with him. But um, uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I remember now. Uh, I was going to say my uh, fr- friends of ours who had a baby just a few months before us um, would tell us, you know, before before our baby came that they'd go out and, and you know, the, the husband there, um, he would be, you know, taking care of the baby and stuff like that and holding him and, you know, sort of people out in public would be like, oh, my God, you're such a good father. And it's like he's kind of doing the same things that that the wife is doing but you know for for him it looks like he's doing so much more work just because he's kind of just doing the same things he's changing the diapers and holding the baby and that kind of thing so i always thought that was a funny story as well yeah we've i mean it's great that that shift has come about um but it's still there's that that social stigma of you know of the father like not doing the same amount of work and it's you know it's such an interesting concept it's like why shouldn't i take care of my kid yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. It's it's very it's interesting because like when even when they told us that story, they were very like both of them were kind of you know they thought it was funny. Where it's just like he's just doing you know his share of the childcare. You know they're roughly even split. Um, so and and I mean 
I know for myself, I know how much work Caitlin has to do just to be able to, to breastfeed and, and nurse our baby. So it's like, I feel like I should be doing everything else because she has to spend so much time and so much effort on just on breastfeeding. Like anything else she does, I feel like is, you know, is, is extra. Somebody, somebody like researched and broke down the amount of time spent breastfeeding a baby for the first year of its life. And it is about equal to a full-time job. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I totally believe it. Yeah. I mean, it's just like pretty much every three hours. I mean, now at least during the night, if he lets us, we don't have to wake him up anymore, which is very nice. But even so, you know, two or three times a night, she has to wake up and feed him. And usually it's, you know, he, he's not like a super enthusiastic eater all the time, but obviously we want him to get his fill. So he's not waking up too soon. And so she has to feed him sometimes for like 30 minutes. Plus he, he kind of has some problems with acid reflux. So to combat that after he eats, we're supposed to hold him up for 30 minutes before we put him down, you know, especially at night. So it just makes things take so much longer. Um, you know, especially if I don't get up, sometimes I'll get up and, you know, she can feed him and I can hold him, but sometimes I don't. So she has to sort of like just be up with him for, you know, an hour and a half. And then, you know, before you know it, he's already awake again for the next feeding. Yeah. Yeah, Charlotte had some acid reflux too. She just, she would spit up everything. And the only thing we could do to combat it was I would have to set a timer anytime I nursed her. And as soon as she hit the 10 minute mark, I had to stop. Even if she still wanted more, I had to stop and she had to take a break before she could keep nursing because any more than that, and she would just spit it all back up. Wow. Yeah, luckily Ronan's not quite so severe, but, um, you know, it's like we really have to be diligent to make sure we burp him and get a burp out of him and, and you know, hold him up or, or else, yeah, he'll, he'll be spitting up a lot of his meal. Ah, the joys of parenting. <laughs> yeah, you get used to having bodily fluids on you pretty regularly. <laughs> <laughs> now, can I ask about his name? Yeah, his name is Ronan. Any history behind the name or just it's an awesome name? Uh, so it's actually, there, there's a few different ways you could spell Ronan. We, we do spell it the Jewish name. Um, I am Jewish by culture, not necessarily practicing the religion very much anymore. But um, my, my mom was actually born and raised in Israel. So, um, oh, wow. you know, I have a lot of, yeah, a lot of Israeli ties and, and Jewish ties and that kind of thing. And, and you know, my name Noam is, a, is an Israeli name. And so I kind of always liked the idea of, not necessarily, didn't necessarily have to be an Israeli name, but I kind of like the idea of having sort of a unique name. Um, and, you know, just because, I mean, that's kind of been a big part of my identity um, over my life. And, I mean, Caitlin, you know, liked that as well. And, um, you know, we looked through a ton of baby names. We looked literally through the top 500 most popular boy names. And <laughs> we only found one that we, that we kind of liked and we kind of ended up, and then we kind of ended up picking out that one, but, you know, we weren't quite sure about it. So we kept looking and Caitlin found in the list of, you know, sort of uh, Hebrew boy names, she found Ronan and we liked that one also. Um, and, uh, and so we kind of had those two picked out and went back and forth a little bit. Um, the other one I'm kind of going to hold on to in case we do end up having another baby and, and he's a boy, we're probably going to use that one. So I'm not, not going to say that one on the recording, but um, yeah, we had those two back and forth and, and we didn't really decide until after he was born. I think we were both, you know, maybe about a month before he came, I think we were both sort of leaning in the same direction, but we, we said we weren't going to decide until he was born and, you know, we got to meet him and then, um, yeah, once he was born, you know, I was pretty sure. And I told Caitlin and she agreed that Ronan would be a good name. 
Um, and yeah, I, I, I think it's great. Um, we it's do spell the Hebrew name. way, so it's R-O-N-E-N as opposed to okay. the uh, Irish name, which is A-N. And then there's also a, a Japanese word for Onan, which is I-N. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of fun. It could be, you know, any of three different things. But, um, you know, Ju- uh, uh, Caitlin has some, some Italian in her, uh, I'm sorry, uh, has some Irish in her uh, background as well. So it's kind of fun, you know, her her Irish grandmother, we told her, it's like, yes, it's an Irish name. <laughs> <laughs> and and she will stick with that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But I just, I just want to ask, because you mentioned it, that it's a really, it's a really neat name. It's a neat name. It's a really like strong name, which is always nice. Yeah, that's kind of one we, you know, in at least in my head, between the two names, I kind of, I, I sort of identified two unique personality types for the two names and that, and mm-hmm. Ronan was the one that I thought was more of like, sort of like loud and an action taker. The other name I thought of more is like, of like a thinker. And, um, you know, when he came out, he, I don't know, he (laughs) wasn't too shy. I thought, you know, he was crying right away. Um, supposedly when I was born, I like barely cried. So, you know, he was crying Mm -hmm. a lot and kind of, you know, was obviously very sleepy, but when he was awake, you know, seemed to be, you know, pretty happy to see us and and that kind of thing and hear our voice. And so, yeah, I, I just, I thought it fit him. Did you guys do any kind of like talking before the birth, like talking to him before the birth? It's uh, a fairly new thing about how children are able to hear way before their birth and already start identifying their parents' voices. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we knew about that. And yeah, yeah, we did. Um, you know, I mean, Caitlin would talk to him all the time. I would, you know, talk to him when, you know, um, obviously I couldn't talk to him anytime, but, <laughs> you know, when we were, when we were hanging out and I mean, just to... I don't know, random things. I can't even remember any of the things that I, I might've said to him. And, you know, I, I, you know, I'm not ashamed to admit that I felt silly doing it and even knowing the science that, you know, they could already start to hear our voices and, you know, would recognize us and that kind of thing. But, um, still, you know, it felt, felt a little funny, you know, talking to her belly, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, and he was born. I'm, I mean, it's hard, hard to tell, obviously, especially in the first few days when, and they're, they're kind of out of it and just sleeping a lot of the time. But, you know, I sort of got a sense that he recognized our voices already. Has there been any um, thing you got in your registry that surprised you in how useful it was besides the sound machine? Like something that you got, like you're looking going, I have no idea what this is. And Ken's like, I know what it is. And it's been like just really helpful. <laughs> um, maybe I would say a play mat. I mean, there's all sorts of things that came in and that I had no idea what they were. Um, and, and Caitlin had to tell me. Um, the play night is one where I'm kind of just like, I didn't, I, I didn't really know what tummy time was first of all. And, <laughs> you know, and so it was just like, yeah, this is, it's, yeah, it seems like a nice blanket, but it's kind of, you know, it kind of seems to be like a little too thick and too stiff to be like a good blanket and it's pretty big, but now I know it's great. You know, instead of, you know, I, I haven't vacuumed, so <laughs> I don't want to put them down just on the rug. So that's what the play mat is for, put them down there and, you know, I can put them on the stomach and let them work out those, those neck muscles. And, you know, we have a couple like, uh, high contrast, uh, uh, books that we can prop up for him to look at. He really likes this black and white picture of a fork and a spoon. So <laughs> I, like, I like to put that one up for him a lot. <laughs> um, and maybe he'll be a chef. <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We're, we're joking that he's so tall right now. So we think he's going to be a basketball player. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, he's in like the ninetieth percentile for height, but uh, oh, wow. only okay. only roughly in the fortieth percentile for for like weight. So he's in okay. he's very very low for BMI. He's like we, we joke that he's like our, our string bean baby, but uh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. But at least he's starting to chunk up a little bit. He doesn't look too skinny. Okay, good. 
trying to think of any other like. You know, we, we, when we talk to, to, to dads, we always want to kind of like know about like their process into fatherhood and like you know what they've had to the change they've had to make. So I think we've, I'm trying to think if they've missed any of those like normal questions we ask on that sort of th train of thought. Hmm. Um, One thing that I've sort of been thinking to myself about recently, like a lot of people ask me, like you know, how is it being a father and that kind of thing, and I honestly have a really hard time answering because it's, you know, I. I want to feel like I was prepared going in and, you know, and I kind of do, um, you know, I know um, a lot of people who, who like kind of had a harder time, like more of a shock when their baby came. And I don't think I had that much of that. And I, you know, fell in love with my baby right away, I can say. Um, but it's just, I think I wasn't maybe not quite prepared for like really how much of a life change it was. Okay. I think I can, maybe I just didn't want to admit that going in, you know, there's uh, that whole thing of like, you know, babies change your life. And I knew that, but also I thought my life would continue and it has, but it's just very different, I guess, from kind of how I thought things would go. That um, makes sense. Yeah. It's like, it, you know, the baby does take over your life maybe a little bit more than I expected. Okay. Um, I mean, that being said, we were, you know, I had a birthday a week ago and we were still able to have my parents come babysit. So Caitlin and I can go out and celebrate with some friends um, all vaccinated, I'll just say, good, good, good. <laughs> but, um, uh, so that was really nice, but even so, you know, it's just like, you know, it's such a constant, you know, all day, especially when I'm working from home. And I mean, even, you know, Caitlin's great. She understands that, you know, I'm supposed to be working. So she, during the day is supposed to be taking on as much of the childcare as possible. You know, I'll hold them here and there so she can use the restroom. But, but yeah, I guess maybe I, I didn't quite have a good understanding, like, how, how constant it is, even when he's napping, you know, there's always a chance he's going to wake up 30 minutes later. So, um, yeah, that might be one thing that, that was a little different. I mean, now I guess when people ask me what it's like to be a father, I kind of just say it's a whole new world. You know, mm -hmm. it, it's very, it does really change your life. Have you guys started, um, showing him any movies yet? Like any Disney or anything like that yet? Um, not necessarily tried to show him cause we are, you know, a little bit wary about screen time there, you know, there have been a couple of times where like we see him really like get, get absorbed into the screen and, and, you know, trying to avoid that as much as possible. Like, okay. you know, I'm, I think I might, you know, might be a little too addicted to screens and that kind of thing, you know, with my <laughs> phone and all that. So I'm a little wary of that, but that being said, we did, you know, put on Lion King for him the other day. And I think he wasn't like facing directly at it, but we had him sort of laying on, laying on the floor so he could, you know, watch that or, or look at the, you know, the, his, his picture books and that kind of thing. But okay. he, he could hear it all, obviously. Um, so, so that was fun. But yeah, other than that, we're, we're trying not to do too much of like the, here, watch this video sort of, sort of thing. We're going to try okay. to limit that at least for a few years. I guess, you know, with Disney, you know where Disney was at when I was a kid. It was like there were so many movies that came out when I out in the late '80s, early '90s. So for me, it was like it wasn't so much the screen time thing that they have the problem with now. It was more just the story and the music and getting that stimuli of like the colors and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but there were so many movies, you know. And then you know by a certain age, you kind of have your favorite one that you watch over and over and over, <laughs> and so it drives your parents crazy. Um, yeah, that's so definitely something I'm nervous about as well. I think Caitlin just knows it's going to happen, and I'm still sort of holding on hope that, that we can somehow avoid that, but I know that there's no way. I'm sure 
you know, by the time he turns two, he's going to have his favorite movie that, <laughs> or fa- again, favorite again, something. Again. It's, you know, it might even be like a YouTube video or something at that point, but there'll be something, yeah, that he's going to watch over and over. For my brother, it was Free Willy. Really? <laughs> Every single day. Interesting choice. Yeah, he That's was obsessed. Funny. I think mine was Beauty and the Beast, even as a kid. Classic. I see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like, I think like when I was a kid, I would go through like weird phases where I would love a movie and then suddenly just stop liking it for years. It was the weirdest thing. <laughs> but okay, so no, do you have any advice or tips for soon to be parents? Um. Yeah. I mean, the biggest one. I, I know you sent me that note before this class, but the biggest one would be the classes that I mentioned um, before. Um, just, I mean, make, make sure as if you're going to be a parent that you do some research and I'm not going to say the more, the better, but make sure it's, you know, more than just like a 30 minute YouTube video. I think (laughs) like there, I think it's worth, you know, we, we took this class and it was segmented into like a few different, I think it was like 15 different sort of sections. And so I think it did help to, you know, watch one every other night or something like that. Or, you know, sometimes we wouldn't even get all the way through one. You know, they're, I don't know, between 15 and, and I think the longest one was like 40 minutes. Um, but, you know, being able to split it out like that. And I mean, one or two of them, I think we watched twice since, you know, we watched it a little bit earlier in the pregnancy. But I think, yeah, just, just for me, um, because I didn't really have any experience or any knowledge other than what you might hear from, you know, mainstream media um of what goes into taking care of a baby like just taking those classes really uh, i can't recommend it highly enough all right and then what is something you do to take care of yourself um it's uh, a good question well right now so i haven't uh, i'm a big uh fan of playing ultimate frisbee <laughs> just pick nice. up games I, I picked it up in in uh, undergrad and fell in love with the sport so that's kind of was my main, you know, workout uh, uh, that I would do uh, as often as I could, but I haven't been able to play for a little over a year, so I'm really excited now that I'm vaccinated. I'm going to be, I think, going back to my first game next weekend, so really excited for that. And then other than that, the other thing that I like to do that I haven't been able to do for, for a year is go to get a massage. <laughs> so that's the other thing I'm going to oh, do. Oh, it's soon. nice. Yeah. And then Jealous. last thing, <laughs> very, oh, same here. And then last thing, can you share a success or funny story from this week? Um, yeah, uh, one thing I learned, uh, Ronan recently has uh, gotten, a, he's become a little harder to, to get to convince him to go to sleep at nights. He's actually always kind of been a little bit hard to convince to go to sleep, um, take, some, take some doing to be like, you're tired. You know, we were going to rock you for a while. Like you'd think he would just want to fall asleep, but he doesn't. But anyways, one thing I learned uh, just in the past few days that works really well is when I'm holding him, I kind of hold him upright since, I mean, it's sort of a double whammy that it helps relax him and it's, you know, for the, for the acid reflux, but I hold him upright and then I march in place and I've learned that that sort of rhythm and motion has been really good to, to get him to go to sleep. So um like just the last two nights it's you know only been about a five minute process instead of you know took 30 minutes a few nights before that so really happy about that well you're gonna have to look into a good baby carrier mm-hmm. yeah we have right and then as you walk we have the moby right now that works pretty well although i think we have to 
learn sort of the new way to put him in it pretty soon since he's been growing. We had it before where he's sort of all bundled in there. I think pretty soon we have to get his legs out. But uh, yeah. that the Moby does work as well. But, I mean, we kind of, when we're going to bed, we never want to put that on, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Noam. It was so great talking to you about, you know, what newborn life is like from your perspective and, and how that's been going for you. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing with us. Sure. Thanks for inviting me. I was, I was happy to share. It was fun. Um, to all of our listeners, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you again next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us here on Birth Reimagined. If you'd like to join our Facebook community, you can find us there at Birth Reimagined Family. And if you'd like to join our email list, you can get the link to that on the show notes for this episode. Being a member of our email list gets you access to all our freebies and makes sure you're kept in the loop whenever a new episode drops or we have anything exciting to share. Thanks again and see you next time.